Downtown Eau Claire is the place to experience amazing restaurants, entertainment of all sorts, and unique local shops to find your new favorite thing. Experience the downtown party at the Eau Claire Marathon. Cheer on the runners on Sunday, April the 30th, and join in the festivities on South Barstow Street and at the finish line on Graham Avenue. Learn more about this and other exciting upcoming events at downtowneauclair.org. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast, the podcast that gets my perspective on sports. I'm Derek. Across the way is my dad, Scott. How you doing on this Saturday? I'm doing good. All right. Well, we've got a fun playoff episode today featuring some NHL playoffs and some NBA playoffs. Well, let's start off in the NHL. We've got some series to keep our eyes on. We've got Wild and Stars. Now, that's one that the fans around this area have been watching, being most people around here are Wild fans. That one is 2-1 to one Wild lead. It, overall, they've just been playing good coming down the stretch in that season, and they're hoping to continue the momentum through this playoffs in t- through this round into the next round and just continue to ma- make moves towards the Stanley Cup. Who have been some of the key uh, contributors for the Wild? Some of the key contributors have been K- Kirill Kaprizov. He's definitely been a key factor. As well as Matt Boldy had stepped up there late in the season. Also, you can't forget about all the other players out there on the ice that are key contributors to this run. Yeah, so the Wild, uh, you know, a, a, a nice run by, by the Wild would be uh, would be fun, I think, for the hockey community in this area. The, the Wild have a, a quiet but rather sizable uh, fan base. A- anybody at school following the Wild or, uh, well, are, are they or not? Yeah, they are following the Wild. And we'll see if they can make a, a make a run. Uh, <coughs> you know, we, we, we've seen the, the Milwaukee Bucks make a run, and that's galvanized the NBA fan in the area. It'd be kind of nice to see the Wild make a run. Yeah, they want to get their fan base a bit bigger by making these runs through the playoffs. Well, shoot, it hasn't been since uh, since the early days some 20 years ago, just a couple of years into their existence, that they've made a, a deep run in the playoffs. It was either the, their second or third year they made that deep run to the Western Conference Finals, and they have not been uh, <laughs> they haven't been back uh, since. And it makes a difference. It's fun to be in the playoffs, but when you can extend deeper in, uh, that obviously you know, grabs much more attention for people and uh, all uh, and the thing for the wild is that western conference seems as though it's open there's not like there is in the eastern conference where people are looking at the boston bruins a team that looks like and i'm sure you're going to get to it a team that looks like they'll get through the first round they they won't fall victim to what the tampa bay lightning did a couple of years ago where they at the time, were one of the top teams in NHL history and were bounced in the first round of the playoffs. 
the West doesn't really have it. Some people looking at Colorado as being really strong defending champs. They had a good regular season as well. But the West is a little more wide open. Yeah, like you said, I will get to the Bruins-Panthers series. But yeah, the West is a lot more open and has a lot more rain for the lower seeds to make runs. But over in the East, you've got the Bruins and the Hurricanes that are pretty much looking like a easy run through the first round. Well, let's move over to, I wanted to talk the Bruins and Panthers series. Bruins, as we know, went won the President's Trophy, getting the best record, broke the record for most wins in a single season, and most points in a single season by a single team. And, yeah, they are up 2-1 to one up on the Panthers. It's not exactly a 3-0 run, but they'll take it right for now. But anyway, they can still get... They can still... The Panthers can still come back. Now, you said before, what's made Boston so good this year? Well, it's their veteran core of Brad Marshad and... Patrice Bergeron and David Posternock that has really made this team really powerful. What would give Florida a chance? What would give them a chance is if they can fight back against this veteran core. If they can hold them silent, they can make a good run against them. You look at the the Eastern Conference, uh, the Rangers have dominated the Devils in two games. Uh, that was a 2-3 matchup. The Rangers technically the lower seed. But one of those weird things there, Derek, I think going in, a lot of people aren't surprised by this. Uh, many people think the Rangers, right next to the Bruins, are probably the favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think that's a bold decision overall. But the Devils, they've just been struggling in this series against the Rangers they seem to be like they can make a run and overcome the Devils here in the first round and then continue to make their way throughout the postseason. All these series are still early on, you know, two or three games, two or three games in, uh, but uh, you're already starting to see some patterns develop. Yeah, I'm already starting to see the patterns like Hurricanes and Islanders Hurricanes are the two seed. Islanders sitting at the seven seed. Hurricanes started the series off two and zero before losing their recent game to the Islanders. So now that series is two to one. Overall, the hur if it weren't for what the Bruins were doing, the Hurricanes would be the top talk right now. But since the Bruins did what they did, they are now one of the favorites. And the Hurricanes are just sitting there looking to do something to get their get the national fan base back. Overall, overall, you can't predict anything in in the later postseason. It's still early. Anything can still happen. You never know with the postseason. You know, one thing I know, you've got an early bedtime and, and all of that. You, you've yet to see any dramatic uh, overtime winners in the NHL playoffs. I know there was one uh, in the Kings-Oilers series. Uh, I think the, the Stars series. Uh, who, who's Dallas playing here? Uh, is it, excuse me, uh, 
what was it Dallas beating Minnesota in overtime earlier this week or some somebody else had an overtime game there's been a number of games that have turned out to be relative blowouts the the Toronto Tampa series uh, featured a big blowout in game one only to have Toronto come back and tie the series but there has not been those those great overtime moments overall yet in the NHL playoffs that two or three overtime game but that being said Derek unless it's played on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon you probably wouldn't get a chance to experience that yeah I'm always up in bed by like 8 eight thirty, so I don't really see those one of those things I remember uh, when I was in high school some 20 so years ago that's when the the Flyers and Penguins had a big three overtime game and everybody stayed up until midnight after midnight to watch uh, the end of that game uh, even though you know there, there weren't a lot of Penguin Flyer fans uh, in school a few years ago you had Rangers Capitals they had a game go I think three overtimes or so there's been a few others that have gone you know deep deep uh, into uh, into the night. I know just last night we watched uh, an overtime game in minor league hockey, but that was over in just three minutes. Yeah, it didn't go on uh, for a painstakingly long time. That was over in two minutes and forty five seconds. But the, those overtime those overtime winners in in hockey, where there's such a finality to it in the playoffs, uh, they're just cool, aren't they? Yeah, they're just insanely cool to watch. They're a gut punch when you're the team that loses, but when you win, it is uh, fandemonium, uh, as I like to say. Well, Derek, you got about uh, eight minutes or so left here on the program. Well, let's see. You love that fandemonium word. <laughs> uh, well, let's go over to the NBA. They have also began their playoffs. One matchup that fans around here are following, a lot of Bucks fans in the area, they are taking on the Heat. One to one in that series, it's that is a one v eight seed. So when you think of a one seed versus an eight seed, you normally think, oh, the one seed's just going to dominate. That's not normally the case. Normally, the eight seed actually puts up a good fight. But right now, they actually the Heat are actually putting up a good fight against the Bucks. But hey, you can't predict what's going to happen later in the series. Well, Miami took game one. They shot a season high in three-pointers last Sunday. Uh, but losing Tyler Hero uh, for the rest of this series and the rest of the season, that probably is going to be uh, a devastating blow to any type of upset chance uh, that they have. Uh, game three is going to be a huge one uh, in that series because if Miami at home can pluck another, the longer the series goes... Uh, obviously Miami has a chance, but also the longer the series goes, uh, the length of series seems to have a big impact in the NBA. Uh, one of the big benefits for Milwaukee getting that one seed is we looked ahead, you start playing chess, they would avoid a second-round matchup with either Boston or Philadelphia. Those two teams would have to beat up on each other, and you'd have a more rested Milwaukee Bucks team in the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, if Miami pushes Milwaukee deep, well, that kind of neutralizes that. It's one of those ways, the way you look at the NBA playoffs is a little different than the way the NHL playoffs are looked at because you don't see as many true upsets at eight versus one. It's a matter of how quickly can you get out of 
that first round. And you look at Philadelphia, for instance, they're 3-0 up on Brooklyn and an opportunity for them to close out the series quickly, which would benefit them. Yeah, the benefit to a quick and easy exit out of the first round is now you're coming out with some momentum. You've got great speed coming into the second round. You're looking... And now you're looking to continue that run and don't slow down. You look over at the Western Conference, Denver's up 3-0 on Minnesota. They've got a chance to close that series out quickly and remind people that they are the one seed. Uh, just because there's not a lot of attention placed on the NBA in the regular season, uh, a lot of people tend to gravitate towards the common names, and they look at the L.A. Lakers, for instance. Lakers are in the playoffs. They're the seventh seed, and yes, they played better the last month of the regular season, but a lot of people have the Lakers as a favorite to come out of the Western Conference, mostly based on name and LeBron James, with a little bit of backing in the idea that they played well the last month of the regular season. But remember... They are the seventh seed. The three teams in the top of the West don't really get too much attention. You've got the Nuggets, you've got the Grizzlies, and then you've got the Kings. And those are names that you don't really think of when you first think NBA. You think of the LA, Laker, LA Lakers and the Golden State Warriors right out of the gate because those are the names that people recognize a lot more than, like, say, the Denver Nuggets. I'll tell you one team that, that if you don't have a, a the proverbial dog in the fight, a team to root for is uh, Sacramento. Uh, the franchise, which, by the way, the city of Sacramento is, is a very large, medium-sized city. It's, it's like an Omaha. It's like a Des Moines. It's like a Hartford in the NHL years ago. It's, it's a... You know, it's a smaller city. It's not quite the Green Bay of the NBA. It's not that small, but uh, ended a long playoff drought, which has been the longest in North American professional sports. Ended that. The atmosphere at their arena was outstanding last weekend. And they're up right now 2-1 on Golden State, uh, which is uh, Sacramento and San Francisco are separated by, I think it's about two hours. So Sacramento probably has a little bit of the the community, uh, where the smaller city feel up against the bigger city. Uh, it, it, again, if you're, you're looking for somebody to root for uh, as an underdog in these playoffs, it would be Sacramento. And again, they have the opportunity uh, to really put their foot down on Golden State. Uh, Sunday would be when game uh, four of that series is. Uh, Sacramento the three, you hit it on the head there, Derek. Sacramento's the three, Golden State's the six. And a lot of people pick Golden State to win that series because they're more familiar with Golden State as opposed to uh, what Sacramento has done or, or hasn't done. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, though, has busted out onto the national stage in these playoffs so far. Uh, the Sacramento guard uh, averaging nearly 30 points per game through the first three. Yeah, overall, the Kings could make a big run. But, again, a lot of people are going to have them getting knocked out by Golden State because, well, they are the more familiar name. So more people know them, so they're going to pick them over L.A. I mean, Sacramento. Well, anyway, back over to the Memphis Grizzlies. 
a lot of people think that they're just going to be towards the bottom because, well, that's where they've been a lot of years past. But, hey, they've made their run this year, and they're coming out hot. Let's see what they can do. And the Denver Nuggets, they are 3-0 and oh in their series. They are looking for something big and to gain that fan base. Derek, before we go, your baseball season's starting up, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> You're excited for that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. And so I'm a Yankees fan, we're Yankees fans, and my team name this year is the Red Sox. You've gotten some teasing from friends, haven't you? Oh, yes, a lot of it. <laughs> what did you show up to at your team's first practice? I showed up wearing a Yankees jersey. <laughs> A lot of fun with uh, a lot of fun with that. Your your season's uh, supposed to start next week. We'll see if the weather holds out uh, holds out for that. And uh, we're going to go see Yankees Twins, correct? Oh yeah, that is correct. Yeah, you're gonna get to skip school a couple of days. Uh, teachers not surprised at all. Oh yeah, not at all surprised. And geez, I got to start umpiring this week. Oh yeah, you d had your first game on. Right, according to you, you botched a couple of calls. Oh, I botched I botched a lot of calls. As an umpire, you're never wrong. Oh, I botched a lot of calls. Right, I was terrible at it. Probably going to be terrible at it. But like a good umpire, I've got a huge ego, and I'm going to make sure that uh, nobody knows that I screwed up all these calls. Okay, well, I guess according to you, it's not a lie if you believe it. So. It's not a lie if you believe it. Every, every umpire has got to adhere to the George Costanza rule of life. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this edition of the Let the Kids Play Sports Podcast.